Welcome along and thank you for tuning in. We are discussing the formula to a successful short-term rental business. My name is Liam Carolan and I'm Mark Simpson's co-host. You're listening to the Boostly podcast and this is the podcast that gives hosts the tools, the tactics, the training and most importantly the confidence so you can go out there and get more direct bookings. If you haven't already, you can come and join in the fun on Facebook in our free hospitality community. So if you go on Facebook, search hospitality community, you can come and join in. And there's uh, awesome folk in there who share tips as well as uh, Mr. Mark Simpson and, and myself jump in there with cool information from time to time. Today, we are going behind the host with an extremely popular and lovable character here in the UK property space and hospitality space. We're diving into a hospitality service accommodation business to ask all the questions on how you can get started, the success, the story, and things that you can implement in your hospitality business. So let's get started. Let me introduce to you the one and only Lenka Yenchova Bednarikova from Lenks Escapes. Lenks for short is uh, the best way to say it. So welcome along, Lenks. Great to have you here. Oh, Liam, thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. I'm actually blushing. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. So let's get started uh, with yourself, letting everybody know, uh, introduce yourself, let everybody know a bit about where you host, how many units, the strategy you use. And um, also I detect the the accent isn't from from Devon, I think is where you host, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So uh, yeah, let everyone know where where you're from and uh, where your hospitality business is. Right. So hello, everybody. Hi, Liam. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Really appreciate that. I feel absolutely honored. And you know, I'm a big fan of Boostly. Follow you guys for ages now, becoming a part of it, which we'll get to later. So really honored to be part of the show today. So as you said, my name is Lenka. Uh, friends call me Lengs. Uh, this is how I'm known as well for my brand, which is Lengs Property, which is like an umbrella company for everything else I do at the moment. So this is where we start with Lengs. So as you said, I have a hospitality business called Length Escapes um, in Devon, in actually in uh, specifically in Tor- I'm in, uh, in Torbay, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the UK for tourism. So that's answering the questions of what strategy I do. So it's basically mainly for tourists at the moment uh, because it's seasonal uh, over the winter. It is a little bit more slower. So I'm trying to focus also on a bit of contractors mix and match. But to be fair, we actually still do get nice amount of tourists here at the moment as well. So that's fantastic. I'm originally from Slovakia. I was actually born in Czechoslovakia, which not many people can say these days that they are, they've been born in a country which doesn't exist anymore. So it's I call it an uh, interesting fact about me. <laughs> uh, so I was born in Czechoslovakia. And, and yeah, I, I lived in the UK now for, for quite a while, traveled the world a little bit. This is where I fell in love with travels and um, hospitality in general. And that's, yeah, long story short, I ended up doing a hospitality business myself because I'm a very true pa- tra- passionate traveler. So it really suits me. <laughs> in that's that cool. Way. That's cool. And uh, thank you. I mean, uh, Torbay is meant to be like the English Riviera, isn't it? It's, it's, it's beautiful yeah. there. I've seen lots of photos on your socials and, you know, it's definitely worth a quick Google if you don't know uh, Torbay or, or, or Devon. It's, it's a beautiful part of, of the UK. So um, my ne- next question was going to be is how did you get started in hospitality and, and why? Yeah, so basically when I came to the UK, so I've like, I'll say that as a long story short, don't worry, I'm not going to bore you with. In 1995, I've... <laughs> so uh, when I came to the UK, I uh, started as an au pair to learn language. 
and then from there I started uh, working in hospitality, but as a, in a, in a restaurants. I worked uh, within a two and a half years being in the UK. I already was a fine dining hospitality manager in London. So I was one of those career goers and just working really hard, working on myself, studying in the free time and just trying to get myself in a higher positions just to realize that I was living life in London, uh, chasing something, not having any free, free time, having constantly black circles around under my eyes from how tired I always was from work. So I went travels. I, I traveled. I traveled around Asia, and well, then I traveled in Africa for for I'm talking months at the time. And a combination of traveling and combination of working in hospitality, and especially elegant hospitality as a fine dining place, I started to. There was always that I always knew that I will combine these two somehow. Then I start. Uh, I discovered property simply through uh, like a property book. So learning about different strategies, etc. And when I came across uh, service accommodation, I was like, this is it. I love travels. I love hospitality. And I can put this all together and start investing in a property. This was to me, it was like a light bulb moment. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. So this is how I started in hospitality, really. It's by coming across uh, service accommodation. And I'm like, combination of all this free, this is what I need to do. <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? It's cool. And out of interest, you mentioned there was a book just then for everybody listening. Is What was the name of that book? Just because I'm sure people want to check it out. Well, it was actually, uh, well, started with Rich Dad Poor Dad. So Rich Dad Poor Dad is a classic, isn't it, from Robert Kiyosaki. It's the go-to. <laughs> that's the go-to. So that's the, uh, even on my podcast, most of the people say that book as a, when I ask for recommendation of a book. Everybody knows that book. So Rich Dad Poor Dad was the first book which showed me a bit of, I mean, difference in invest, like investments uh, and different way of looking at life. But then I came across the multiple stream of uh, property income. And that's where I started learning about HMOs, service accommodation, conversion, et cetera. And so I'm like, wow, there's so many different ways of making money through property. So, and yeah, so that was a multiple stream of property income when I, when I discovered there's so many different strategies, really. <laughs> it's such a good book. That was one of the books which got me started as well. It's on the shelf, just lower down behind me. That, but oh. yeah, that is uh, it's still one of the ones which uh, I always look at with fond memories, which helped me get into first of all property and then hospitality. So similar. So your guests, you mentioned that you tend to host leisure guests. So who would you say is your ideal guest? And what do you find is the best way to attract them to book? What sort of platforms do you use? And is there anything that you do specifically that appeals to your your target guest? So I use OTAs at the moment, which is um, com. I had Verbo, which... I'm having currently back and forward emails with integration team. So Verbo is something where I'm just basically, for some reason, got disconnected, but there's a long story why. the So this Airbnb and Booking.com at the moment. However, as you know, I've signed up finally to Boostly Academy. And so I want to attract, start attracting more uh, direct bookings. So that's obviously one of the, that's going to be one of my main goals uh, for this year is to learn and master this strategy, how to do direct bookings. Um, we're excited to have you in the community, Lynx. I know it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. But yeah, and how do I attract the ideal guests? So basically, I mean, everybody obviously wants people who comes and respect their uh, respect their uh, properties, etc. And I've learned that if my price is a little bit higher, I kind of I tend to attract better guests. And uh, if I want to charge a little bit higher, 
I need to provide something different. So what I'm doing is that with my husband, with my properties, uh, I'm offering they they eight, they're slightly different. Their design is different. It's it's just different. People look, look around. I love receiving this beautiful feedback. So people go, wow, your property is like 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 so different. It's like a catalog. It's like interior design catalog and things like that. And that makes me really happy. The fact is that I could really truly trying to create home away from home, going to details, because I'm a very hands-on woman when it comes to my household. So I'm thinking about what people could need when they open this cupboard, when they open this cupboard, when they open that drawer, do they need like details? So the fact is that people always find pretty much anything they need in the property. It's what makes me happy as well. And what drives me to, 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 to be a better host all the time. So attracting them with difference in property when they're scrolling through Airbnb and they stop online because, oh, wow, look at that's different. So that's one thing. Second thing is uh, my locations. So um, I my, my properties are always in the fantastic locations where I always make sure that people know that I have sea literally there or you have to only walk one minute and the sea is there or you have a sea views. So I always make sure that that's also on the descriptions and in the pictures. So A, it makes them stop scrolling because of how different the properties are. And then when they're going through pictures, they can see what's nearby, et cetera. And they like that. <laughs> I love that. There's so many gems within that. I mean, the, the, there's a couple of things you mentioned there. First of all, we, we see time and time again that better designed properties. And, and for anybody who wants to check out your properties, is at lengthsescapes.com. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So uh, you can at go the, and see. At the moment, I'm working on that, which I will... <laughs> So yeah, the, but it's, find me on the and uh, uh, the social media at the moment. Like length escapes, <laughs> length escapes, yeah. And that is, uh, I mean, the design you get to see. Anybody who goes across there and, and sees the design is absolutely stunning. Uh, the designs of your properties you mentioned as well is that actually putting your price higher is so important to attract the right guests. And this is something which many hosts at this time of year are actually looking at doing the opposite at lowering prices, changing things like that. Whereas actually by having a higher price point maybe even a little bit less occupancy, you actually achieve the same income, but your place gets less wear and tear, you get better quality of guests and, and that side of things. So definitely worth worth checking out. And of course, the other one you mentioned there is location is so important for short-term rental success. The location is just so key, isn't it? And I know you've got some stunning views from some of your properties, which is uh, which is amazing. So yeah. brings me on to the question of what is your favorite thing about hosting and hospitality and why? Ooh, favorite? I think it's the answer to this will be similar to what I kind of already said, thinking about it. I love creating these really beautiful homes away from home. Mm -hmm. I think this is it because I love the customer service as well. Still don't know how long I will be loving it for. Because obviously, <laughs> as we were saying before we started recording, uh, the, the nat naturally when people progressing, there's certain things we don't want to do anymore because we want to focus on, let's say, bigger things or for whatever that reason is. But I really, truly enjoy the customer service. And I love the edge to create the home away from home. As I said, that I just do details like, I don't know, so giving tips, but I make sure there's always pens in the property, a sellotape, blue tag, just details like that, that you just never know what people will need. And I only know that from me traveling a lot. Uh, me and my boyfriend travel a lot. I traveled a lot prior having this business, a lot, a lot, from backpacking to five-star hotels. So kind of like just having this this... Kind of, I always trying to put myself in the customer shoes and trying to think if I would come here for work, if I would come here with kids, if I would come here with my boyfriend or, and just to see if I can, like I have, let's say uh, salt and bubbles in the bathrooms, 
So now everybody, now everybody uses it. And lots of people do ask me, why do you have this? And I was like, because occasionally a person like me who loves bubbly baths, then it's there and it doesn't cost me much at all. And to be fair, we don't even really feeling it that often as people would think. So it's, yeah, just kind of those sort of details. That's what makes me happy when people say, I truly felt like hi- like home, away from home, just in a very stunning property. That's, that's what makes me happy. <laughs> It shows as well. And I've seen posts from yourself where you've actually stayed in your properties. And how important has that been to measure the kind of success and how comfortable the homes are? Huge, huge. I always said that the property have to be tested about life to me personally. I always I, I love it because by living there and, and it's not only to stay there because it's very tempting. Liam, it's very, very tempting to kind of like, okay, I'll go and stay there, but I'll order takeaway or, you know, just to make, not make much mess. No, I'm actually doing everything what you could do if you go and stay in holiday. So I'll buy stuff to put in the fridge. Then I need to chop things down. Do I have a chopping board? Where is it? How far away is it from my you know, station? Then calling that for, you know, washing my vegetables and all loads of things like that. So what I found out is so many times I stayed in a property and I'm like, wow, this is not ready. Wow, I forgot this. Mm-hmm. Or even just things like silly things, silly things. But for example, in my last one, I bought um, cooking pots and I have a brand new property. No one ever lived there. So I was pulling all this, you know, the plastic bits out from the oven and all these like completely brand new property. I had a brand new pots, et cetera, just to find out that I'm trying to cook and the hops are not coming on because they are industrial hops. But I didn't oh, think no, that no. I didn't think, and I'm just saying like, they could, by setting up the entire property, uh, which is what you think of tiny, tiny details in a few days time, that can happen that you missed something or you make a mistake when ordering something because the brain is very tired. So something obvious obviously can sometimes can slip, slip the mind. So I've ordered wrong pots. And now imagine I would have a first guest and they said, sorry, we can't cook. Um, so, and they could arrive at 11 PM. What do I do then? And that's the first experience. So I personally love staying in my properties and trying to do, trying to use this shower. I'll try to use this shower. Is the pressure? Okay. Do I, is there any leak? Is there, so yeah, that sort of thing. That's why personally I love staying in my properties and, and testing it properly, but properly. I use a sofa bed. I see how the guests would feel if they're doing a sofa bed. Is that easy? Or yeah, do I need different instructions or things like that? <laughs> I completely agree with you. It's such an important point to go and test out your your properties beforehand. And I've made that exact same mistake. You're talking about the induction bob and that. And I've yeah, I literally set an entire unit up first time the guest goes in yeah i can't use the hob and i had to rush out it was about 10 to 6 i had to rush out and get the get the new um that's what i meant yeah. of hands and and you go and sort it but the thing is you could by testing out by going into the property and like you say i, I mean i'd be guilty of ordering like takeaway or, or just nipping around <laughs> the corner to the local restaurant or whatever because uh but you are there to test out the the features and the fittings and stuff like that aren't you so that's really cool yeah. um so who have you discovered that you need on your team to have the success that you've had? Hmm. Cleaners, <laughs> but good cleaners. The first point is that something can actually ruin your business. Having good cleaners or having bad cleaners, it's more important than some people who starting out or who's thinking about starting out, they would think. So I've experienced amazing cleaners, cleaners who I want to clone and never let go, cleaners who I cannot even believe that I lived without them, but I had cleaners, which almost ruined my business. <laughs> so I would say that when you, with that first point is, I mean, when, when someone's starting out or they, 
or they, they're thinking about starting out with cleaners, if there is a, any chance and somehow go and check their work, not necessarily in the beginning, even later, because in the beginning, everybody will do very, very good job because they know that you might pop in. But I've tested by cleaners later on and after obviously receiving a few, like few messages from the guests, like, oh, we arrived and let's say they forgot something on the, on the garden. So the first thing they see, it's something. And I'm like, right, I'm going to start looking into this. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so having the right cleaners and spotting it on time and let the bad cleaners go, it's so important. I can't stress that enough how important that is. But if you have a good cleaners and then you have no problems and uh, having someone on the ground. So when I do lots of trouble and also my boyfriend, we still doing these long distance relationships uh, for multiple reasons, children and our businesses at the moment. But um, when we are together, we can be together for two, three weeks at a time. So me being away from here and all, and have someone on the ground, it's just so that's why I can. Uh, someone who understands all the properties, someone who got a really good customer service, someone can step up for yourself or for themselves if something goes wrong or if something happens. Luckily, things don't happen like that. That's the word. Um, but yeah, it's that's what how, I would say is important. How do you find somebody like that? You mentioned somebody who can be on the ground. How, how have you found somebody like that? Well, for me, for example, it was by having a cleaner for... Uh, so there was... In my first two properties... Uh, which one of them I don't have anymore. My contract ended. Um, those are on So basically, um, so for the first two, I had two individual cleaners. There was not company, nothing like that. There were two ladies and they were all, they both had their own property. So there was like their baby. They were the best. They were honestly the best cleaners. Basically when one of those properties, um, I, I, so I, my contract ended and I've lost one of the properties. I want to keep the other girl, but there was obviously no more clean. To and at to the point that I realized that I could always and always count on her. When I was away, she was still my cleaner. And if something happens and I called her, no matter what time it was, she would go there, she would sort it out for me, no matter what time. And to the point that I realized that, Joanna, maybe you don't have to stay with me as a cleaner. Maybe we can do something else together because you never ever let me down. And uh, because she never did let me down. We we kind we stayed working together and I can fully trust her. I even helped her out the other day. Uh, she had real emergency and I've stepped stepped in and did things for her. Some occasionally happened, maybe or maybe once or twice happened that I even did a clean for her because she had a dad's emergency or something like that. But I'm happy to do that because she's always there for me and she works ten times more than somebody else would. So I, that's how I found her, and it was simply by trusting her with. She proved what she'd done when she was my cleaner. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's time for you just to bat because you're too good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute keeper. And and we I remember speaking to uh, Toby Dior um, on the Behind the Host podcast, and, and he's somebody who often travels away a lot and, you know, needs needs time away from his places. And again, similar sort of thing where you're testing people out by having to be in that situation you get to test and find out who is really on your team, who is the people you can count on. And it sounds like that's what you've done with this this particular cleaner, which is amazing. Yeah, so now John is my, is my everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned there's been a, a couple of units that you had to give back. Is there any sort of setbacks that you've faced within your short-term rental business? And how specifically would you advise uh, the people listening to be able to deal with setbacks? Is there any actionable advice that you'd be able to, to say to people? Right. Um, wow. So 
So I would say one of the examples uh, was, uh, as we've mentioned, when I have when I had to give um, some properties back, when I know that was my decision, don't know why I said why I have to, I decided to give properties back. And that was simply because of a type of person I had to work with. So one of the things I've learned is that that I'm a person which is not chasing shiny pennies. And I do what I do because I love what I do. And I want to wake up in the morning and be happy in what I do, be excited about my work and go to sleep happy. Obviously, there's going to be times and challenges, but that's a different story. I realized that I took on three properties, which the person I had to work with was a nightmare. And that's a very polite way to say I've tried. I've tried, I've tried over and over to work with him. I've even listened to the books about negotiation, these and that and this, to to learn the tricks, how to deal with difficult people to the point that I'm like, no money will ever, ever be worth the stress. That the fact is that he's sending me messages at 11 p.m. and then 7 a.m. he will send me a message saying, I saw you online last night. Why you didn't reply? And, you know, and asking about a color of the picture, like nothing urgent and, it was nightmare, absolute nightmare. So I'd say when you end up working with someone and it's not working well for you or for both, for both parties, find a way how to get out. Nice way. It doesn't have to be nasty or anything like that. Find a nice, polite, friendly way how to get out because it's so worth it. My boyfriend never seen me so stressed. He said that he never seen me stressed. When I had to deal with that person, I was pulling my hair. Since I let him go... I'm a happy length again. And even my boyfriend noticed the difference. So I'd say for, for health benefits, for your own benefits and for the business benefits, because that way you can focus on actual happy things in your business. I'd say if you end up working with someone which is very, very difficult to deal with, find a way. It's not worth it. Money's not worth it. <laughs> I think it's such a good point that you, 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 if there's people out there who you don't want to work with, this is your business, it's your land, yeah. you don't have to work with them, which is the cool thing. Whereas when you're in a workplace or you're employed, you kind of have to deal with stuff. But when you're in this kind of environment, it's your business, isn't it? Which is cool. Yeah. So what is the best piece of tech in your business uh, that you use and that you'd swear by and why? Mm. tech you mean as an app as well or as a yeah like tech a... app or um, anything that that you use regularly well i so um my laptop <laughs> <laughs> joking so yeah basically i live on a laptop and a phone everything i'm using I, I can run the business from my phone which is one of the most amazing things about hospitality as you know certain things i have to do on my laptop but that's details so i use um channel manager which PMS system, it's absolute uh, no-brainer. So everybody who's called, even when you have one unit, it's just to make sure that you don't get double bookings, just to have a place for, for those who don't know, but I'm sure people do know, but for those who don't know, Channel Manager just links all your hosting channels together. So when you get a booking on Airbnb, bluebooking.com is automatically blocked out. So that's a game changer, but that's a kind of like given, I'd say. Uh, it's a must, I would say, really, for hospitality uh, owners. Now, owners, you know what I mean, hosts, the pricing channel, uh, pricing uh, system, can't mm -hmm. think of the word. Uh, dynamic pricing. Dy dynamic pricing system. Um, so I, since I started using Price Labs, personally, I use the Price Lab. Since I started using Price Labs, my revenue changed as well uh, because that sort of software picks up what the area is doing, how, how big is the demand in the area. And it gives you an idea of how much people are willing to pay at the moment 
for that particular size of the property. So just keep an eye on that sort of thing on a daily basis or every two days, just to see how the market's doing so you can adjust your prices. It's really, really important. It doesn't take long time as well. So I'd say pricing system and social media, uh, which is free marketing. And I'm so excited that finally I uh, joined Boostly and Boostly is going to show me how to use it even more and better <laughs> to the full potential well, you're, you're already you're already quite uh sort of uh i see you on social media all the time which, which would you say has been the social media channel which has helped you the most grow uh your your personal following to me i think it will be facebook at the moment however i literally just because i was giving few units back i had to change a lot of things about my business uh taking some pictures down etc and i'm also expanding just to give as well idea of, to someone who knew me before from called torbe escapes the reason why i've changed to links escapes is because i expanded from torbe so basically i used to be called torbe escapes when i had holiday let's just here i'm going now to uh, tim moss as well and talk about it later i mean like I, i'm trying to expand as well so now it's called links escapes so and now I'm working more as well on uh, Instagram, which was a new account, uh, created a new Facebook business page. So they're all those things are new at the moment, but I'm trying to post at least two times a week on each of them, uh, which idea I was at least five days. But then I thought, no, in reality, in reality, I thought, right, if I do two times a week, at least I'll be happy that I'm, I haven't failed my goal at least. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do at the moment, but they're fairly new accounts. But Facebook was the one which was driving me at the moment, like most. That's cool. Un and until now. <laughs> I mean, uh, you mentioned there was a, a PMS or a channel manager within that. What was the one that I didn't catch the name of the one that you use just for the people listening? Yeah. So I was on Guesty previously and I literally just swapped to Uplisting. Nice. <laughs> nice. And what, what was the reason for the swap and uh, what, what extra features or, or what reason was... Uh, what problem does uplisting solve that Guesty didn't at the time? So I've learned that Guesty might be giving more to it than than I was using. But for what I was using, uplisting gives me exactly the same thing for way less. So oh. uplisting is gives me exactly what I need. Like I'm literally doing exactly exactly the same things at the moment to I was doing on Guesty. One thing is missing so far, but I'm sure I can solve it. I already spoke to uplisting team. And yeah, it's it's basically I was very disappointed, but that's just personally. I don't get don't get me wrong, guys. I was very disappointed that for the for the price I was paying and the, for the guestie, there was the customer service wasn't the best. When I needed a real help, there was never ever ever option to organize a call. It was always through emails, and sometimes email communication got lost, and somebody else picked up from that email. I had to explain things again, and I'm thinking for the amount I'm paying. And uplisting, I had one question which I couldn't resolve straight away. They said straight away, send me a calendar link, say, right, just book a call with us, 15 minutes, we can, you know, we can help you out faster than via emails. So I'd say Guesty, fantastic. It, it is really fantastic. But maybe I wasn't using it to the full potential because for what I was paying, I wasn't gay. Do you see what I mean? At the, right now, I have exactly the same thing and the business can actually save a lot of money. But that was just me personally. Maybe I wasn't using it to full potential. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love asking that question though, because every host has a slightly different tech stack. And mm -hmm. the great thing is there's so many PMSs out there. It's about finding one which you can try and then works for you. And then if that doesn't work, switch across and um, 
you know, this, the switching process, I mean, I've switched twice before and, you know, it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world, but the features or the changes that you get are worth the the, the, the brief period of the time of, of the pain. So that's awesome. I really, uh, I really enjoyed finding out obviously about your tech stack there. Mm-hmm. What um, you mentioned that you're expanding, what does the future of uh, Lynx Escapes look like? Oh, so the idea is I want to focus on getting some properties in Lake District. Um, that is one of my main goals for UK. And that's purely because I just love nature and I love hiking and mountains. And I want to have properties in the places I I can I can easily spend time and happily spend time myself and, and love and be passionate about the area. So I love nature, I love hiking, I love lakes, etc. So Lake District is one. And also um Naturally, because uh, my boyfriend is lives in the Leeds area and we obviously somehow, but eventually we'll end up living together, uh, which is what we, you know, obviously discussing and start working on. In Leeds, I would uh, be able to have a business which is all year long, which compared to like Torbay, which is very seasonal. So I always say that I want to also have an essay somewhere where I can have a business all year long. So that will be the next thing. However, what I'm also working on, and the only reason why I want to say it publicly now is because it's going to be like my accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for years and years, I said that I'm going to have holiday lets in High Tatras, which they are second highest mountains in Europe. They are in Slovakia, where I'm from. I speak the language. I have people on the ground. And basically, no Slovakians ever can get into that market. It's because it's just full of investors. It's only Americans, um, Russians investing in in, in Haida Trust, it's basically a very expensive place to get into. But obviously, it is one of the most popular destinations in Europe. And I always say that this sort of things, when people tell me you can't get in the market, you can't get in the market, I'll be like, watch me. So I started looking into it just before COVID started. Uh, but then COVID started. And um, I had to focus on surviving here because I through COVID, I've lost job twice. I was one of those people I had mm, really challenging COVID time uh, financially. And so kind of left Slovakia idea. Now, being there now, I finally found my perfect business partner. Um, so I have a, a person on the ground. I got uh, people who would be able to keep a maintenance for me, et cetera, et cetera, like, and start talking to people about what I do. And guess what happened? Uh, four people gave me a contact number to someone who's either got investment properties in the in Haida Trust or they have a um, massive insurance company. So they know people who's got, that's how it works. So basically just by telling people what I do, because I started focusing on it again, it's if you believe in the power of thoughts and law of attraction, I start attracting contacts uh, for, for Haida Trust. So hopefully... Uh, Lenk's property will expand to uh, Slovakia very soon. And if I mean, you do, I'll let you know. <laughs> definitely let us know. One, I'd be interested to to see it. I've not I've not even heard of of the of the mountain ranges, but I love mountains, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm more that kind of uh, holidays than sun and beach and that side of things. Yes, what I've taken from this is, is you know, if somebody says you can't do something, find a way to do it. You know, that'll make you more determined that 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 you can go and do it. And also tell everybody about what you do. I mean, we mentioned before we went live that you spoke to somebody recently and told them about what you do and they're interested in your business. It's just so important, isn't it, to tell everybody, hey, this is what I do. This is how I can help. And this is this is the goal. And people will buy into that, which is which is really cool. So 
Yeah, I feel we've learned a lot about your your business links. As we come towards the end of these, we love to do a couple of quick fire uh, questions just for fun. Um, but before we do, I'd love to ask, is there anything, obviously we've talked about what you've done before hospitality, where you are now, the future. Is there one perception that has changed over the time from when you first got into hospitality to, to where you are now, either your beliefs or your skills or your traits? Is there is there one thing which you go, do you know what, that was a real changing point for me mm, good question i mean first thing what popped into my head is even though you have uh systems and processes in place you still if you want to grow your business and keep keep it healthy uh and going keep an eye on your business on a regular basis that's something what i thought that oh i'll have system in place i have this and automated this and then i can just put my not necessarily i'm just gi i'm giving a little bit of exaggeration but just to make a point and and i thought this is it and i thought i just have to step in in the in the system you know every i don't know once a week or once in two weeks whatever that is as i said I'm just giving like sort of example, but what I've learned is that, you know, if you want to learn, if you want to keep on top of things, if you want to see how the market's changing, et cetera, even if it doesn't just an hour a day, uh, but just keep an eye on your business every single day. That sounds something, so, seems like something uh, natural, like that's something what should be given. Uh, but I watched loads of people, they might not never admit it, but just by talking to them and I know I mean, publicly, they might not admit publicly, but just by talking to other people as well, I know that uh, loads of guests do it. You think that I'll just get these, I'll automate these, I'll automate that, and then I don't have to do anything anymore. I've learned that, yes, it is true to a certain point, but um, uh, hospitality business just have, have amazing things in place, but do keep an eye on your business uh, because I I just learned just by last week, I was doing the Boostly, what do you call bootcamp, and... Mm -hmm. Just by every single day, spending uh, an hour with Mark, uh, learning about new ways of attracting guests. I was like, why am I not doing, like, I need to be doing this all the time because this stuff works and it makes me feel as a better host and it makes me feel better as a businesswoman as well. And it makes me feel like I've done something for my business instead of just answered few queries and, you know, and paid cleaners and things like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that was actually what you asked, but I don't know. Brilliant answer. Really brilliant answer. And, and what, <laughs> what I love about that is there's a lot of people out there at the moment who are saying, hey, you know, try and make everything uh, passive and, and not be involved. But actually making the kind of the hustle and the grind cool again is so important because, mm -hmm. like you say, getting stuck in there and certainly marketing and selling your business. Nobody else can do it like like you can, uh, which, which is amazing. So. Um, so we'll move on to a couple of quick fire questions. So uh, what do you do for fun? What is your hobby? Oh, many things. I'm one of those people. I do loads of things. Ah, so I do hiking. I love nature. I do lots of walks and hikes. I have a big dog. Uh, but um, he is still a puppy and he's already 50 kilos. You, you know him, Loki. Um, so <laughs> he goes everywhere with me. So yeah, I do, I'm a very much nature person. I do modeling as well, which I ended up doing sort of by accident. Um, I mean, it wasn't planned and now I love it. I actually really love it. So um, even today I have a shoot, which you kindly agreed to put the podcast a bit, a bit sooner because I have a really interesting shoot soon. So thank you. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do music. I want to go back to DJing as well. So I used to be DJing on turntables, properly on turntables, but things like that get expensive so I kind of stop 
buying my turntables for a long time. And, uh, but I'm coming back to, I want to get back to my DJing as well. There's loads of things. Uh, I love cooking, I love baking, I love gardening. I, my house is like jungle. I love plants. So yeah, lots of things. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I it, I always get the sense that you have lots of fun. Do you know what I mean? That is, you've got to have fun in business, and and I certainly get the sense of of, of that from you. So, brings me on to the next question: Is who would play uh, you in a movie? What actress would play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, well, because I'm so bad with actors' names, and I personally like I have few favorite actors, but they're males, mm-hmm. so I'll go with. Jennifer Aniston because she's funny and she's smart. <laughs> I like it. I, don't know. I, like I love it. funny. I love crazy. <laughs> and ever, you know, when people bubbly people and people don't think life too seriously and things like that. So but it's but serious enough. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I'll go with Jennifer. <laughs> I like it. So um and we always end with this question, which is is there a mantra or a motto that you live by? I have one. It's here. I love it. We've got it on there. So for those on the podcast, um, Lenx has just picked up something off her wall, which is amazing. So uh, shall I read it out loud? Yeah. Do you, uh, if, you, or, yeah if you read it out loud, I'll probably butcher it otherwise. <laughs> so it is entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people want so that you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. Oh, and this is for those days when um i you know been asked to go out on friday night or i you know someone wants to go out you know say i don't know the, basically things when i'm saying no to because i need to study or i need to work on my business or when i've done i also have done all my travels and things like that before lots of people were saying including my parents you need to save money you need to save money and i'm like i will make money again and i saved money and i traveled and I went and I went traveling and it's like, yes, because I want to live life mm-hmm. my terms and my way. So <laughs> what a brilliant, uh, brilliant way to bring things to a close, Lynx. That is, uh, it's very much uh, very you. And uh, yeah, I hope people have learned so much from today, certainly in terms of, you know, what to do, what not to do, all of the the tech and that cool stuff. And uh, yeah, just been inspired by your story and what comes next. You know, the the idea of the the house in the mountains, um, you know, sounds amazing. And um, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who are wondering, how do they follow you? How do they get in touch with you? Um, what's the best way to do so? Um, so my name is so long, <laughs> but you can find me on the person, like on the personal, if you want to follow my personal journey. So on the Facebook, I'm like Lenka Yunchova Bednarikova, as you said, but uh, it's quite hard to. So it's on the, on Instagram, I'm either Lenks blog. So Lenks, it's easy to remember because it's just Lenks. And then it's a Lenks blog or Lenks escapes or Lenks model. So I'm trying to keep it like that now. Um, and tr- I, st- I just started the Facebook pages as well for the same thing. So the length escapes, length model. But yeah, for a personal one, it's length vlog. And um, yeah, that's my story there. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we're going to add them to the show notes as well. So thank you so much. So was there any questions I missed or any final thoughts before we bring it to a close? Mm, no, thank you so much for having me, um, Liam. I really, really enjoyed uh, being on the show. You know, we've been friends now for, for a while and I always, always, we always had a good chat and everything. So I was all really, really looking forward to this. I knew that we we're going to have a good laugh. So thank you so much for having me. I loved being on the show and uh, you coming on my show as well. For those who don't know, I also have a podcast and Liam's coming on my podcast in January. So 
looking forward I'm to it. I'm looking forward well. to it. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it very much. So, and like you say, it's, it's always so much fun, Links. And, you know, thank you so much for today. Really enjoyed having you on here and, uh, you know, hearing your story because I've, I've learned a lot that I didn't know before and I'm sure everybody else has. So um, thank you also to you if you're listening in on the Boostly podcast or watching on YouTube or even on the live. Really appreciate you being here. I know there's lots of places you can put your attention and you're choosing to put it with Boostly. Uh, thank you very much. That's it for today's episode. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks very much. Bye, Bye for now. Thank you.